What a year, huh? What a year. Dude, if you had a bag full of years and you pick this one out of the bag, just say they blindfolded everybody and they, you reach in the bag and everybody gets a year. Dude, this would be... This would be a freaking wild one to draw. What a year. The shake-up, baby. The shake-up. Mother Nature just unleashed that, um... You know, she unleashed that dirty sauce out into the air. And people getting it. People getting lunged out. On Mother Nature, she threw that dirty dust out into the air. People getting lunged out. People on, you know, just shook. People shocked. People can't, you know. People getting gripped out by the disease. Man, a, a damn guy in um in Tennessee blew up a freaking uh an RV, a good RV. The guy parked it out in front of a Hooters and damn blew it up. And Twin Peaks is better anyway. And I know, and you know it. And I'm not trying to tell, I'm not trying to preach at you, but I'm just saying, damn, Twin Peaks is better. All the good, you know, tits. All those good, you know, them front bags, baby. You feel me? All them freaking, mm, them milky headlamps. They've all migrated long ago over to, um... Twin Peaks. I mean, really, the only people still working at Hooters is orange bitches. Let's be honest, and no offense. Um, el Perros uh, de Naranjas. But that's the facts. That's the only people still working at Hooters are mo mostly really teacher's assistants who are afraid to do OnlyFans and... Orange bitches. That's facts, man. Dude, that is facts, baby. It's the new year. It's the new year. We did it 2021. We're in the future, baby. This is the future, man. This is this is what Elon Musk puts on his salad, baby. This is the future. Can you even imagine that we are, this is the future. We are, every, actually every moment you're doing the future. When you start a word, where you end is in the future, man. That's crazy. Um, We're here. This is it. 2021 has been a wild one. Um, I don't even know if I have any music. Do we have any, you know what? There's something on here. Hold on. Oh yeah, it's that gentle, it's that euthanasia soundtrack. Oh yeah, this when your doctor tells you you shouldn't have any more sugar and you just lay in bed and have a damn brownie or a snickerdoodle, man. This is Megan Wofford Auld Lang Syne.
causes that into somebody's life. They're, you know, down the street, some man down the street, he's in, his life is ending. And he finally has a, you know, can admit that he molested somebody or did something, you know, you know, threw a Frisbee when somebody been down to pick it up, touched it or, you know, did something wild. But he denies it and just goes to heaven or hell. can hear the frisbee oh yeah there you go right there that is all lang syne all lang syne it sounds you know that's the new year's anthem people some people don't know what it's called, and it's called Old Old Lang Syne. And I had a waiter like that once at a Mellow Mushroom. He would he just he made like extra sounds like when he was talking, you know, like out of each in order, like what? You guys got a little drinks here. Hey, you you uh, you need your appetizer. Hey, you ain't going tonight. Hey. He like made his own background noise, you know? It was like, oh, we're going to see you tonight. He's like, what, dude? Why are you? Y'all, if you guys have, um, we have a new, uh, you know, we oh, oh, you need chicken bisque. Oh, yeah. Like, what, dude? Just tell, you know, if, if you, ha- just tell me what you have. Good to see you guys and, uh, and not even see you, really just see with my heart and and with my imagination but um i just can't believe we've that we're making it this far and the world it is getting unique out there you know i mean some fella damn blew up a rv a decent camper okay i think slept six honey but in the end it slept one you feel me but some man Kielbasa'd that bitch over there downtown in the central east out there in Tennessee and he was lonesome it said you know there was a little here and there he said something they you know he thought about lizard people or something but you know he was probably listening to tinfoil hat I have no idea but he you know the guy I mean it was a lonely dude that blew himself up and I'm not shocked. First of all, it's hard to park down there. Let's be honest. Downtown parking. Who has not wanted to... Sometimes when I'm downtown and I can't, I'm looking for parking, I literally wish that my glove box was a little oven and I just want to put my head on there, in there, and go full blast, honey. I want to set that bitch on nine and grill my thoughts. Because I'm damn angry, that's why. God, people been angry this year, man. This year got everybody. Who knows? Who knows? Look, virtual reality. You'll see a lot of children. Nowadays, you run, you you drive down the street and there's a kid in the yard. You'll just see him hiding behind, hiding behind nothing. He'll just kind of be crouching like he's high. And he's playing hide and go seek in his head with virtual, you know. With somebody in damn Guantanamo Bay or Russia or somewhere. You know, Michigan. 
And it's, you know, the virtual reality, who knows what it's going to be. There's a new thing where people are just have jobs in virtual reality. So now, this is unbelievable. The highlight is you have a lazy child with the thing on, with the VR on, do like flipping burgers or, you know, working at a uh, Shake Shack or, do, you know, making Kleenex or working at a Kleenex factory. It's just un... So now you can't even get your kid to work, but he'll put on goggles and go fucking work at a job that's not even real. Oh my God. And part of me, look, I'm no scientist, man. If you logged on here, ended up here somehow through some, you know, chat room or portal and you think that I am a science man, then you, you are a real stray animal because that's not, that's not factual. I'm not, you know, I don't know anything about science and, um, and I honestly, I'm probably part-time believer in science. So it depends on when you, depends on kind of when you catch me and how I'm feeling that day. But, um, oh man, what was I talking about? I don't even know. I literally do not even know. I know that today's episode is brought to you by Magic Mind. I do know that. And we're very grateful for them for coming on this uh, this year, this past year. Um, they are the antithesis of, uh, of procrastination. You're tired of procrastinating and change the way you do things. You know, nothing changes if nothing changes. I heard that. And um, Magic Mind will change things. It is basically the organic version of coffee. Uh, and you can check it out at magicmind.co and use promo code Theo for 10% off to try it out. I got a little vial of it right here. That hitter. And um, yeah, it really puts you into a flow state. You know, a lot of people try to achieve flow state and to really assist yourself, that helps. Yeah, we're in the future. I mean, it's just crazy. Like, it, I want sometimes I start to think, what if the um disease, you know, bro, the first of all, think of this. When COVID came out, you know, whatever they called it, COVID 19. First of all, a lot of people thought it was a wide receiver. Okay? For Texas Tech or somebody. People are like, damn, COVID 19, man, this shit is fucking people up. People are like, what, what, damn, how many touchdowns did he have, you know? But then it hit, remember in the beginning they put everybody on ventilators and it killed thousands of people for no reason. They just plugged people up to these things and we're just reverse vacuuming out people. We are just animals, man. We don't know what's going on. But I start to wonder what if, because I don't know how it's going to just suddenly, it's going to just disappear. You know, a lot of people are susceptible or, or, or questionable about the vaccine. And I don't blame them. Dude, this vaccine seems like something somebody made at the last minute to get a C. And I only say that because I'm that guy. I'm the dude who was writing, who was writing a book report on the bus. You know? 
I'm the dude who would find the one Asian, not even Asian, semi-Asian kid and like I beg him to give me the answers and he didn't even go to our school. He worked near the school. He, 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 you know, and he still knew the answers, which was crazy. You know, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm hopeful that we get into that this year brings some answers. I mean, I just, I start to wonder where virtual reality, are kids going to, like, is everybody just going to move back in with their parents and do fake job? Like, do, you know, some kids just laying in his room all day with his mouth open, working 60 hours at a, at a, uh, you know, at a calendar factory, you know, just gluing Sundays onto a, you know, onto a sheet of paper. You know, I just don't know. I just start to wonder like, and then the kid gets off of the thing and he just feels like he's been at work all day, but he hasn't. And then what if our world, like we don't start to be outside and do stuff anymore. And we actually just start to be in this virtual reality world. So then everybody starts to get virtual reality to go. You even have to have it to go to anything. We're all just laying on our floors with our mouths open. And just going to work in our heads or doing this or doing that. You know, we're at a party, but where nobody's even there. We're all just. And look, virtual reality is powerful. It's powerful. Man, I, I went to the Fox Labs. Um, and it's not like animal sex or anything like that. It's like uh what is it? It's not like endangered species sex. I mean, it's like um the network, like Fox Network, Fox Studios in Los Angeles. And they took me in the virtual reality room one time and they showed me some of the stuff they had. Bro, they had a game where I could see little gnomes. I was in a, like in a woods, you know, and you could walk up to a tree and open little doors and they had like little, a little gnomes in there would look up at you. They're in there, you know, br- you know, brushing teeth, putting on a coat, doing deodorant. You know, one of them's in there sneaking a little head of pudding before bed, the little one, you know, and that, that you open the little doors and peek in their tree home and they all look up at you like they're kind of spooked. And then you you close it and you're back out in the woods and there's little bridges going from trees to trees in the woods and little gnomes would run across them. And a little gnome hand you a little, uh, he'll trade you something, a little peach, you know, for something, a little shoe polish. You know, like prison. You know, he'll trade you a fucking, you know, he'll trade you maybe a little bit of light oral, you know. Not oral sex, just, you know, just not like a kiss, but just at least whistle in my mouth or something while I touch myself kind of shit but um anyway man i don't know what i'm getting at i'm just i'm just starting to wonder what are the next futures gonna look like because for me i think i kind of evaluate the future come january 1 and that's when i start to look at the past and um and so that's when i'm starting to wonder as i see virtual reality you know, when I was young, if you want to do virtual reality, you had to do a little bit of acid. Hit your little LSD, you know. You know, you take a little cu- couple grams of, uh, you know, mushrooms, bro. 
I remember doing mushrooms at school once, and I remember I had on a green shirt, and I thought it was a snake. And so half the day, I spent half the day hiding from my left arm. And uh, and that's hard to do, bro. That is, I mean, that's the real rodeo right there. You know, I know, I know a lot of these guys in the PBR circuit and stuff, they get out there and they do, you know, eight seconds on Fiasco, that famous bull, but I'd love to see an MFR get out there on about 60 grams of psilocybin and fucking hide from his left arm. That snake. Um, what else? I want to think. Oh, oh I want to let everybody know January 15th. Um, we are doing a live show. It is myself and uh, Chelsea Lynn, Trailer Trash Tammy. And it's going to be fun, man. She's so creative and just she she just has so much joy in her. You know, I mean, damn, if you, you know, you shot a missile at her, you just, joy would blow up all over everybody. So you'd see somebody just damn slip in a puddle of J-O-Y. But um, I'm so excited about that. I really am. And it's, it's made me feel creative again, thinking about that. And we've shot some sketches and we're going to have some live performers. Um, it's going to be something. And we're trying to pull it all off live. So you can get tickets now. Uh, the link will be uh, at the top here in the information. And and you'll also be able to watch it for about 10 days after that on the link. And uh, and it's going to be great. We're really putting a lot of effort into it. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to give everybody like a cool product and, um, and just to do something fun with her. And to go outside of my comfort zone. You know, and last year I really got in my comfort zone and I just think I got scared and um, a lot of times. You know, because, you know, I'd had a couple of years where my career had gotten bigger and it, and I, I don't know what happened this past year. I think I just got kind of spooked maybe. I don't know. Stress, lost, everything. You know me, Jesus Christ, man. I'm Hansel and Gretel, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. But I'm always missing in the woods, brother. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to grab a ticket to that. And thank you so much for the support in advance. And I'm I'm excited to do something with uh, just really a special female talent, I feel like. And a special talent anyway, no matter if she has, you know, that that vagina or not, daddy gang. Um, and then uh, some of this episode is just going to be uh, flashbacks from the year. And producer Nick and um, our uh, producer Sean uh, in the Central East, he, they're, they're going to put together some clips from the year that they really enjoyed. Um, and what else? You know, I went home, I saw my family, man. Everybody got gold chains I got from the, uh, I rolled up at the K Jewelers. And this fella Big Anthony in there, little thick fella, kind of mahogany looking guy, kind of mixed, you know, maybe he could have been, he was either kind of black and white or maybe Turkish, you know, kind of black and mild, I think, you know, some, uh, yeah, he was kind of black and mild, you know, he was beans, but he was rice, you feel me, um, but anyway, shout out Big Anthony over there off the interstate who hooked me up with them. 
you know, a good deal on a decent amount of silver, brother. And gold, actually. I stopped over there at Coles in my hometown and I bought a damn, bought everybody, got golded out in my family. So praise God, man. I'm hopeful, hopeful that they all liked it and the kids got a nice piece of neck work. And I got one, man. You know, nothing, nothing crazy, but, you know, sometimes I like to freaking flex a little. And that's okay, man. Uh, yeah, it was, a, you know, I got, what else did I, what else is going on, man? What else is going on? Um, oh, we got a really cool guest that's going to be on later this week. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, the holidays were good, man. I drove home. Dude, I went to the slowest Starbucks. I want to say it was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And if you haven't been to Mississippi, it's very, I mean, it is like, what is it like, man? It definitely, it's a little slavey if you're in some places. It's a little like, like you see some of those houses where you're like, that looks a little slavey. Um, but dude, this, this freaking Starbucks, they had nine employees dude or they had they had six employees and they had three people who i think had just bought shirts who were like maybe in like a local freaking s bucks uh you know like a damn cheer team or something i don't i don't fucking know you know just give me a venti you know just i'd never been in a place where so many people were working and nothing was happening you know and then this one fellow this big i mean husk varna this dude who was built like, I mean, he had, it, he, this man was built, you know, and he had that body hair. And he was also, I'll be honest with you, this fellow was probably homoerotic. And, and cause I would tell you, because he, each time he picked the ticket, he would say, I'm Simeon and I'm the bad boy that's going to be handling your beverage. And at first, it's cute. It's kind of funny. You're like, okay, okay, Simeon out here. You know, this MF about to wrangle a damn, uh, you know, a chocolate, you know, whatever it is, Spanish, um, you know, custard medium. And the shit would take forever, bro. The shit would take forever. So, anyway, I don't even have a story about that. I don't know. It's just like, if you work somewhere, then just work there. All you got to do, if you, it's like, customer service has gotten shitty. It's gotten shitty, man. And maybe it's just, I I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just complaining. But I had to wait 25 minutes for a nice coffee. And in today's society, I could understand if it's 1800 and you got to go down the street, you got to hustle the beans, you know, you got to trade your daughter's, you know, virginity for a sack of good coffee and you got to come back up. You got to grind it yourself. You know, you got to send your lady to the stream to pick up a batch of H2O. She's got to come back. You got to get a fire stick or a hot rock and beat it in the water, you know. I understand if that's the thing. 
But these bastards have, they're basically sitting at the mission control of coffee. They got machines. They got grinders. They got gravity bongs. They got anything you could want in there to put together coffee, flavor, or essence, and water and get you out the door. And this big bastard, Simeon, is over there drawing fucking uh, reefs, you know, damn coral reefs or whatever into the coffee, you know, and drawing like a lit, like a, he put one thing, he said, it, he told the lady it was like a, like a kiss, like a lips kiss. Bitch, get the coffees. Get the coffee, Simeon. Jesus, man. I mean, literally, I stopped. And I just want I, I just wanted I just shouldn't have stopped. I should have left. And that's my choice, man. That's my choice. When I can't handle it and I stay. Um that's my choice. So this year, do I have any better choices? I just want to find more gratitude. I want to be more grateful. I should be grateful to live on a planet where I can pull over and ask nine people to help me get a coffee. And a half hour later, I can have one. I should be grateful. You know? But I had a nice time with my family, man. I got to see my sisters. I got to see my beautiful nieces. They're growing up. Uh, My sister-in-law is just a real... Man, she just worked so hard to put together a nice Christmas for us. And and I got to spend time with my mother, man, and it was nice. You know, it was really nice, man. We had a couple moments that I thought were just just nice moments, you know. Um, and I'm just proud of my mother, man. You know, I know she listens to this podcast, and I just want to say I'm proud of you, Ma. You know, I think you're our... Um, I'm proud of you. So I hope you know that. Um, But what do we have, man? For you guys, man, I got my love for you. I love you. And thank you so much for being a part of this, man. We've been doing podcasts for over four years now. And that's a lot, man. And what else? Uh, I went to jujitsu a bunch the past two weeks. Man, if you're struggling with some stuff in your life, man, get into jujitsu, man. I'm sure that I'll lose an arm here in the next week or two. And, you know, I'm sure my life won't be the same. I'm sure that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have arthritis or something in a, in a month. But it's, there's just something about it. it there's just something about it. Um, so, uh, so thank you guys, man, for being a part of my life. And... Uh, and I'm just trying to stay hopeful and excited about this new year and to just challenge, try and challenge myself. Um, you know, there's things we can do where, where we could just look at the negative and, and, uh, and sometimes we do that and that's okay, but it's nice when we can reframe it, you know, and we can also look at the good side of stuff. And, um, I hope that you guys all have the energy to do that in this coming year. And and I hope that I do too. So, gang, baby. You know what I'm saying? We can do this. Sometimes we think we can't, but I believe that we can. I'm going to turn the episode over to uh, to Nick and Sean, who are just, I'm not sure how they're going to package in clips from the year. 
that they really enjoyed and these are their their choices. Um, and I'm going to let you know also on the way out that today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Uh, look, man, get Athletic Greens if you want to feel activated. I mean, Athletic Greens will give you Athletic Browns, baby. I'm telling you that. And they are just a real composite of the things that really tickle you. You know, it's like, damn, it's like almost like just damn walking through a forest with your mouth open. And you get to the end of the walk and you look back and none of the trees have any leaves on them. And that's because you've been filled up with that chlorophyll impurities. One of the ways I've taken ownership over my health in this past last year is with Athletic Greens. And it is a game changer. Dude, you take that packet, you empty it into the water. That's what I do. I get one ice cube. And I'm at the age now where I refill my trays. That's People are like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm at the age where I refill my trays. I ha- honestly, I felt like I was channeling Chris D'Elia right there. I felt a little D'Elia-esque. And uh, Happy New Year to Chris D'Elia too. I hope that he podcasts again this year, man. That's another thing that I hope. Um... But one of the ways I've taken ownership of my health is by taking Athletic Greens. And I like it. You get that water. You get that Athletic Greens. You get the ice cube. You get it going. And you treat yourself. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits. That's true. I think we've started to feel like we are almost robots. And we can keep going without taking care of the equipment. Because we see so many other things do that. Um, But we are still one of the most complex and... uh, and intricate machines we need to take care of ourselves one tasty scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins minerals and whole food source ingredients including multivitamin multimineral probiotic greens superfood brain food everything get it all simply visit athleticgreens.com slash t-h-e-o and join health experts athletes and health conscious go-getters around the world and you will also get a free year supply of vitamin d that's right. Again, visit athleticgreens.com slash T-H-E-O and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. So that's what you want to get. That's the deal. Um, man, I, I you know, I just don't want to let y'all go. I'm excited. And, uh, I'm hopeful. I feel good today. You know, and I need to, I need to recognize when I do feel good and just say that and just shout it from the rooftops and also to recognize this year could be the year. This year could be the year we settle a lot of the beefs. There's a lot of beef out in the street. You know, RV owners and who, people that work at Hooters, they beefing. Um, black people and aliens, blacks versus aliens. And that's a new thing, but that's, I've asked probably about 19 black people now, and they, uh, probably about 13 of them have said, you know, have led, you know, have kind of supported some of that, that there's a lot of black alien beef out there. Um, what else? What else would be, you know, people's beefing other people, uh, Mississippi state and whatever team they played the other day, you know, so hopefully some of this shit gets figured out as we head into the new year. Um, but happy new year to you. And, uh, and let's see what the boys have, I guess coming up now we'll have uh maybe a series of clips from the year. Um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to introduce that or if Nick is going to put something together, but there's a series of clips from the year that'll probably play now. And uh, and I wish you guys all a beautiful start to your lives and uh, and to your world. And it's nice to have a new beginning. 
you know, especially it's hard right now for a new year, I think, to feel kind of different because we, you know, we're kind of locked into some of our same patterns, but, but I think it can. You know, it's like when you get new bed sheets or you get your sheets clean, that makes me feel good. So that's what I'm trying to imagine me just lay, just, just getting in there and it's nice and clean and the bed been made. And it's cozied up. And maybe I reach under the edge of my bed and get a little skittle, a little something, you know, something I hid under there. A little treat. One of them little uh, Laffy Taffy singles, not the long ones. And, um, you know, I like to fill my mouth with a snack before I go to bed. But anyway, gang, onward to Amsterdam. And that is a hit from Amsterdam. Hysix is the name of that band. H-Y-S-I-C-S. With that regional hit called Made in Amsterdam. And that's a strong... You could feel the beat in there. You could feel the undertones and the, the different overtones as well. Amsterdam, the Dutch, baby. The Dutch. By far, some of the most aerodynamic people you'll ever see. I mean, they're, the Dutch are downhill. They're downhill individuals. They will. They are in motion. IMD, baby, the in motion Dutch. You, you don't see a lot of still Dutch. Name 70 still Dutch. Nobody can, brother. Okay? They're in motion. Doesn't matter. They're on a tram. They're on roller skates. Uh, they're sewing a magic carpet and, and riding on it at the same time. The Dutch are doing things. If you don't have any missiles, fill your freaking Dutch buddy's mouth up with gunpowder and send him on his way, bruh. He'll get the job done. They are movers. Uh, tell someone in Amsterdam to keep a secret? No problem. They're, they will never stop long enough to even share what you told them. I mean, everywhere you go in Amsterdam, they're just get on, on, on a train, on a bike, on a boat, on a bird, on a rumor, on a breeze. It's just the Dutch are coming and going. I saw a dude pass by on a Falcon putting on skis and worried he was going to be late uh, for a regional avalanche. They are on the move. Where are you going, brother? Oh, there's a ship. You know, there's a unicycle. There's a bicycle. Doxycycline. Rocky Johnson. I'm catching him. He's headed to heaven. Um, Yeah, got to catch the five train, man, to a canoe, to a Uber pool. That actually drains into a real pool. And it's a whirlpool. And then I'm meeting Joran Vandersloot. And hopefully the Bermuda Triangle will still be open. Because 
we got to be there. I can't believe they let people get high there. I can't. There's way too many moving parts. It's almost like trying to smoke a blunt in the middle of a game of Tetris on difficult. I mean, I can't. Being high there, just everywhere. There's just it'd be like being high in a like a in a conveyor belt factory, bruh. Nah, fam. Nah. Maybe you know, catch me. I'll be in the hammock area. But Amsterdam, they the Dutch man. I'm I'm telling you, they're aerodynamic for a reason because they're on the move. And look, if you see if you see a Dutch person, this is how you see them. That's a Dutch. Oh, what's oh, what's that? Oh, that's a Dutch. Whoa, dang. Whoa. Man, what was oh a Dutch? What was that? Oh dang. Oh ah. What's that? Oh, is that hail? Nah, that's a batch of Dutch, son. The Dutch are coming and going. They're in motion. Whoa. Somebody just pulled the floor out from under me. Nah, that's a shift, son. That's plate tectonic Dutch. Beautiful city, beautiful people, but you got to be ready to move. To move. Everything's in, you know. Even the cows there, they running, bro. They're not grazing. They don't. You'll see a cow jump over the moon. Dude, and do it a couple times that day. Everything there. On the go. You get a steak at night, there's no meat on it. This cow, damn. Who's this, Carl Lewis? This thing ran right out of his own meat. And the steak be like a damn nugget, bro. Like a beef nugget. You could throw it up in the air. And that's nothing, bro. You know, you got a mouth full of uh, Amster steak. Stay Dutch, baby. I got a debate for y'all. Raisin Canes or Chick-fil-A? Raisin Canes. Gang, gang. Go Tigers. Gang, bro. Damn, dog. Raisin Cane, duh. What? Raisin Cane, duh. I don't think so, bro. Damn Chick-fil-A. Raisin Cane. Bro, you tell me you got... LSU. You tell oh my God! No comparison. You tell me you make it through the Atlanta airport without hitting a Chick Fil A, showing up at the counter, seeing the beautiful fucking girls that work at the counter. Admit it, they got the best looking women that work at the counter. You know when I started eating Chick Fil A? Huh? When I came home from prison, flying in airports. Yeah. Oh yeah, you fly Delta, do you? Yeah. yeah. So I I I was raised on raised. It's no other chicken finger. That was the other first other chicken. Fi- I never ate his Zaxby's. Yeah, I still Zaxby's, ain't bro. ate that. Zaxby's, man. I still ain't ate that shit uh-huh. in that land. I looked at it. Uh-huh. I say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They tell me this the new raisin cane. I looked at it. I say hell no. Because <laughs> yeah. I was raised on raisin cane. Like yeah. since the first ones in Louisiana. Like I was raised there. Yeah. But dude, Chick-fil-A, man, you get that little chicken sandwich, you open that bitch up, it's in that foil, bruh. That thing looking at you like a little newborn baby, got that pickle on its I back. I done ate it before, but I just don't like them soggy-ass pickles. All right. Y'all got them soggy-ass pickles. The ice cream pretty good. Damn, okay. The fucking nuggets too small. <laughs> One of those nuggets is three McDonald's nuggets. Now, come on, I'll fire Chick-fil-A ass up. Now, I like Chick-fil-A. 
But they ain't messing with no raisin cane, though. What's your idea of that, man? Like truck driver wild bird meat, you know? You think it might be going to his brain a little bit? Anyways, man, thanks. I hope you're doing good. Thanks, brother. Back at you, man. Oh, I think if you have a little bit of stretch, brother, ain't nothing wrong with you. You know, there ain't nothing wrong. You wake up in the morning, and have a couple eggs and a hit of stretch. You know, not everybody gets to have ostrich. So maybe, you know, you should, you know, your brother's lucky to have that delicacy, baby. You know, some people that say you can't eat this and you can't eat that. And I say this, watch me. Okay. Unless you're going to come by my house and stand by my plate, I might have a little something. Okay. Sometime I might have me a little cut a hawk. All right. I might have me a little basket of, uh, or half, I, I, I might have me half a basket of seal nuggets. All right, y'all don't tell me what I can have and what I can't. Y'all never know. I might have a little bit of canary brittle before I shut it down for the night. I might have some adolescent uh, back ribs. Uh, I might bring a nine in the joint and have a Popeye's chicken sandwich, okay? I might have something rare. I might have a little bit of, uh, you know, I might have some Doberman on brioche. Or some carp tarts. Or some goldfish fillets with a little bit of uh, reindeer remoulade drizzle. Everybody has different desires. So if you got a little bit of stretch over there. If your lady's drop, you know, visiting another man. And dropping off a little bit of that freaking long neck O meat to him. Well, more power to him, bro. That's family. You know, what I hate the most is when my sister drives past my house and don't bring me shit. So thank you for calling, man. And I hope everybody out there drops off some rare meat to somebody that they love. He does have a different accent. So maybe that's, you know, that's how they would say my name. You get a lot of French fans here, that one Yeah, guy. that guy was from France. <laughs> Somebody sent in a question really? from France. Was that guy really from France, you think? Or was he just saying that? Yeah, he was really. Oh, that guy's from France. <laughs> he had a weird sound. <laughs> Who would just say I'm from France? I don't know. Yeah. But you're right, though. Maybe he lied. He could lie. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a liar. Sorry, man. I I'll say you. it. He could be. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll take the pressure off you. And I think the mullet goes. I think we got four different types of mullet. What do you got back there, Mine's, honey? Yeah, it's growing out a little bit. Oh, you got that New York City mullet, dude. I that guess, business. Dude, it's a little too long up top. Maybe if I think if I combed it all the way down, it would look damn, more that's like beautiful, you know, bro. Yeah. You look yes, like man. yeah, you look like a damn raccoon that's going to prom. Yeah, dog. I kind of feel like nice. it right now. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, winter time, and like wearing this kind of shit makes my hair look like a rat's nest, but. It is what it is, you know. It looks great. I do Thank too. You, man. you got some beautiful hair. Appreciate <laughs> Bro, it. We're like four women. I, with dude, long I used hair. to have like Jeff <laughs> yeah. Leopard hair back in the magazines. Day. <laughs> oh, you're it's beautiful, Hardy. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. My hat's already back on. I'm like, all right. Anyway, what about your what about your guy? Yeah, you hair? got that version. I got that. Le- I feel mine is a little bit more like women who prefer the company of women. I feel like. <laughs> Mine is definitely got that butch. Morgan's cut. is more mullet. Yours is more. I feel like kind of. Uh, what is yours, Ern? Dude, I don't know. Well, I, when I get it trimmed up right and, and let it sit down, correct? This is it's outgrown. I got to get Amy to Ooh. cut it. It's actually, bro. It's actually a bullet because I do it straight. I don't know. Which I like camera. that. I like that the best. When I do I it straight that's... across the top and let it drop. Oh, the Lord will find you if you keep it like that. Bro. People aren't really ready <laughs> for it because I can put it back for a casual setting. I wouldn't. 
And then I like just, that. Uh, uh, that's that's like. Well, that's real. I would do that and drink out of the bird bath in the front yard, dog. You know what I'm saying? That's I full throttle. That's like almost like a British. That's like a British sort of. Uh, I did this before British. Miley did it. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, he did. Sure. He did. I know. I know. I did, and I know Miley's seen it because my name gets dropped. All right, <laughs> and I know she said, "Who's Ernest? What a name!" And looked it up and saw my haircut and said. They'll never know I took it from him. Oh, damn, <laughs> <laughs> the majority don't. He, he's trying to get Miley Cyrus on a song. I'm trying to get Miley Cyrus on the phone and figure out where she figured out. That's what I'm that saying, here, bro. Dude's a bullet patent. Damn, got, sorry, he got dreams, fired. Bro. Yeah. Golly, I'm passionate. Ernest, damn, heated, huh? Sorry, I, I drank a suicide on the way here, and I'm geeked up. No, on you're reminding me of my aunt Sally, dude. Right now, honestly, dude, 100. Wow. percent and well. she's badass too. And you borrowed one of my dad's shirts one time to go swimming in the pool. And bro. it was not made of wood. Yeah, it was not. Made of wood. <laughs> Does she smoke Virginia Slims? <laughs> bro, she smoke uh, medium sized Virginias, bro. She's a bigger guy. Oh, yeah. Damn, dude. Damn, I look like Aunt Sally. <laughs> I mean, but bro. She was beautiful too. She won seventh place in the um, beauty contest. <laughs> But there was 30 Damn, entrants. Bro. There was 30, 30 entrants. All right, 30's not bad. There yeah. was 30 entrants, dude. Yeah, that's it's top good. third almost, you know? <laughs> yeah, Shoot, yeah. Third, Come on, baby. We're in the top third. <laughs> dude, lips come, baby. Do it. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, I don't think we even answered that guy's question. Yeah, we'll get to uh, it. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> favorite, what's your favorite? What's your, what's your most excited? You got it, Yeah, Hardy. what's the most excited one? <laughs> song and mind. we're going to learn because... I didn't do it right either. Yeah, what's the most excited one, man? Damn, Morgan. That's a that's a hard question to to. to it ask. is, really. And you shouldn't have to answer something like that. <laughs> A bee don't know nothing. A bee is like a blind guy with a damn hatchet. You know, he don't know you from Adam, bro. You know? He'll sting his fucking stepmother if you give him half a dollar. Like, a bee don't give a damn. If you crack open a bee, there ain't a damn in that thing. We had They had a fella out there who was a groundskeeper. And a groundskeeper, basically, is somebody that's homeless, but also... You know, it, it, you know, kind of hangs out in one specific area. And this fella, B.I., they call him, he would, uh, he had a glass eye or some type of textile eye. You know, this fella had something happen. You know what I'm saying? He lost one of them bad sight balls and somebody, you know, hooked him up with that replica. And... He would get bees. There were bees everywhere. Bees on everything. There was bees on everything. Bees on every trash can had a thousand bees on it. And he would take a bee and he would sting right into his own eye with it. And it would freak the kids out because we'd never seen it. And then here you go, he's doing it. Bees, baby. Mother Nature's freaking pitchforkers, dog. Uh, and this fellow would just sting his own eye with them. Just take him and just sting right into his own eye because he had a not a homemade eye, but semi homemade. You know, to step up from homemade, like maybe they'd made it in home ec. So he had that, you know, he had that home ec eye and he would just and if you didn't know, the new kids didn't know. So every time after lunch he'd get a kid over there and get his get a live bee and sting his own eye with it. The idea of anything that's like, you know, you're turning a straight guy, yeah, people People, that's like a fantasy that people have. But here's the thing. If you do that, are they straight? Right. That's the other thing. Like, there's a lot of people out there that are like, yeah, I fucked a straight guy. It's like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. 
Right. Maybe they weren't being honest with you. Yeah, you fucked a liar. Yeah, yeah, you fucked someone who's claiming to be straight, but it's like, yeah, I know. Like I've met guys, and they've been like, yeah, I've never been out on a date with a guy before. I'm like, that's a lie. Yeah, I'm not the guy that brings you into homosexuality. Yeah, you've been here. Yeah, I'm not the gateway I'm not drug. The guy. Yeah, I'm not I'm weed. Not like Taylor Lautner. Who's like, you're like, let's give it a shot. I'm like, you've been down the road (laughs) a little bit here if you're going out with me. You've been down the road. You've had some experiences. You don't go straight to like meth, you know? You hung out in some college parties, smoked a little weed, then lost your job and decided, you know what? I want to taste glass in my lungs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, there's... There's, yeah, I'm not the gateway drug. I'm not like the fun party drug. Yeah. No, so I, I, I think that the people, a lot, yeah, obviously, if it's a legit straight guy where you're like, whoa, this guy's legit straight. I think a lot of people are fibbing. Right. Especially in Hollywood. I think they're lying. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think there's also, now we talk about drug induced homosexuality a lot on this podcast. Sure. Okay. And <laughs> do you believe in that? Um, that at a certain, sometime- I believe in drug induced drug addiction. Right. So yeah. I believe that you will do. <laughs> I believe that you will do things to get drugs. Right, but do you think though that people will get fucked up enough that at a certain point, like at ten o'clock, everybody's having beers, nobody's gay. At one a.m., when you know yeah. somebody has an eight ball of coke in them, suddenly two guys are gay out of the group, and you're like, "Oh, this is." It might be that, or it might be two guys love coke. Right. Like, I, like in that Tiger King thing, those guys weren't gay. Right. They they okay. went with women. Right after that, that was their... Right, yeah. He was their supplier of drugs. I see. And then after that, they were like, yeah, I want to fuck women. So they engaged in gay activities to get drugs. Um, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Is it possible that if you're doing drugs, you start to be like... It's easier to be gay. Yeah, but it's easier to be anything. Right. When you're on drugs, it's easier to be anything. Like yeah. When I used to drink, I thought I had money. Yeah. I didn't have any money, <laughs> but I was drunk. So I thought, I was like, oh, it's yeah. easier to be rich. I'm rich. Here's money. Dinner's on me. I was like, it's so easy to be rich. I don't have any money. Then you show up. You go, I don't actually have money. But when I'm drunk, I feel like I have money. Yeah. So you act like you have money. I see. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Drug induced. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, especially the drugs that they have now. You know? Like, it's like the argument. It's like bath salts it's like is it easier to fight a pit bull when you're on bath salts the answer is yes you know it's like would that but that person probably wasn't a complete stranger to that type of behavior right that person's probably choked a fucking uh jack russell before yeah that person's probably drop kicked a cat or something yeah and they just got really into like fighting pits (laughs) you know when they had yeah, yeah, so maybe for some people, it's them taking on a fear that they didn't know that they had. That might be it, yeah. Do you think some people view homosexuality as a fear? Yeah, sure. I think anybody, anytime you lose control of your image, you're scared. So it, when you say uh, you're a gay person, when you say you're a political, like if somebody says I'm a conservative or I'm a liberal or I'm a, a socialist or I'm gay or I'm uh, a vegan, all of a sudden you lose control of your image. You lose control of your individuality because... That group is associated with all kinds of things. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't. So the minute that people view you as a member of a group. Oh, it's scary. And if people lose their ability to like manage their, their own image and then people are like, oh, well, you're gay. Are you like this? Are you going to act like this or whatever? Are you, you know. 
So I think the fear is the stigma that's attached to that group. Okay. So for a while, there's a stigma attached to homosexuality, and and I'm sure there still is in, in many parts of the country and everywhere. So the stigma, people fear that. Do um are more me- do you feel like you get hit on by more Mexican men or probably on the apps? I don't really answer a lot of the app things, but I could yeah, see that though. Yeah, I, I there's I I do well with like Mexicans. Yeah, I don't go out with that. Mexicans. That and white not, delight, I bet they hit on him. Yeah, you know? and I, it's not, I'm not racist, but I just don't ever, like, I never... Oh, really? Yeah, no, I just, you know I what it like is? I feel like a Mexican man would be easy to date, kind of, you know, especially because there's yeah. a language barrier. I've gone out with Spanish guys. I don't know, actually, like, man, like when you say Mexican, I think of, like, a, like some guy... Like a 5'4"? Just a guy in a truck. Okay. A dude in a truck who doesn't speak English. Like now, Steve I know that Trevino, that's, kinda? that's a racist thing, but I've never been out... With, I think with an official 100% Mexican guy. Right. But I've gone out with guys that were Hispanic. But a lot of guys hit on me that are like from other parts of the world. Wow. Yeah. White people don't, are not into it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think I'm the symbol of, I think a bigger white guy is a symbol of prosperity mm-hmm. to other races. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah. So I think, I think. Because uh, you come, yeah, they're used to seeing you come to their country to like get to date, to date and yeah, uh, look and for sex. Yeah, they're like, oh, this is the guy yeah. who comes down for sex tourism. This let's guy, just yeah. get him now. Yeah, let's, this just, is the- <laughs> let's just steal his wallet now. This is the guy who, <laughs> yeah. who shows up on the yeah. train and looks around a yeah. little bit and nods and, yeah. and taps his cane on the this ground. This is the guy and- who goes to the Philippines for the food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. let's just rob him now. Yeah. Let's just take his money now. <laughs> And he doesn't have to buy the flight. Dude, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, you yeah. almost, you look like. Yeah, like I look like a guy who goes. You look like the, FDR's grandson. I look kinda. like a guy yeah. that would go, you know, the, the, the Eli Roth Hostel, that yeah. movie. I look like a guy who goes to Bratislava and who wants to just saw people in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just goes back to his bank job. Yeah. And just sit back on the golf course, just hitting balls. Just like, yeah, I went away. We There's a great little spot you can go and just saw people's yeah. limbs off. Great tacos. Uh, yeah, good tacos. A lot of fun. <laughs> so I think those people see me and they're like, oh, good. You know, fat white guy, wow, maybe prosperous. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Yeah, that's totally wild. Yeah, you seem like the guy who made like the Monopoly, that old guy, like his son, like kind of one of his sons that yeah, went to I like a like nice school. Yeah, I look like a guy school. that didn't earn the money, but somehow I have it. Yeah. Like I didn't earn it. I didn't come up with the thing. Yeah. But like I'm Orville Redenbacher's great grandson. Yeah. We just made Lonnie our, Redenbacher. Lonnie yeah. Redenbacher. I just made my living popping corn. <laughs> yeah. And I just sit at the local bar and I'm real free with my opinions. <laughs> and I've never earned a dollar in my life. I've never earned an honest dollar in my life. <laughs> and I'm just living <laughs> off popcorn money from like four generations ago. Oh man, this yeah. is great. It's like being on your Twitter, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so good. That's what I that's what I look like. Yeah. But again, you can't control your image. Right. I just look racist. Yeah. I look like a, a You think so? Yeah. I look like a cop who shot a toddler. Ooh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but you look like the cop that like, whoa, how'd this guy get on like this yeah, guy? How do you get on the force? Yeah. How do you how like do you, if you've been on the force for eight years, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, he's been on the force for eight years. Right. But if he just got on the force, like, how did it even happen? Yeah. How did it even happen? <laughs> <laughs> Who did he bribe to get here? During, we'd steal some liquor during the day and go bury it in the sand and then go get it back at night like a, you know, like turtles do. Yeah. And so <laughs> Then we'd dig it up at night and go yeah. drink it. And yeah. then we'd meet up with strangers on the beach, oh strange women. God, dude. I met this girl that was in the Wiccan one time, witchcraftery. What the fuck? And me and She this- wasn't into it. She was in it. She <laughs> was doing it. <laughs> she was literally walking on the beach in the middle of the night. No, man. At age 15, dude. And we, I don't know what we did, but 
we did something, man. That is always the creepiest story, and especially on the receiving end. As a oh. kid, it's a cool story. But when you're a father and your kids come back from the beach saying that shit, because my son did it in, in Maui. They came running back in. They're like, oh, we met some dudes on the beach. I'm like, the fuck? What do they look like? Like, well, you don't hang out with dudes at the beach. No, they were cool, Dad. No, they no, they weren't. Yeah. No man homeless. talking to 15-year-old kids is cool at the beach. <laughs> That's true, man. Dude, when I think back, because when I we had this fellow named Richard Langenstein, and and the the listeners know this, and this fellow was com- eventually convicted or semi-convicted pedophile. <sighs> and but when I was young, he was just this cool guy yeah. that we went to smoke weed with and would buy steaks. You yeah. Know? Did you fall asleep a lot? Huh? Did you fall asleep around this guy? Dude, there's a couple of half memories that I have oh, that I don't want to read all the way through. Yeah, yeah, you know? don't go through I don't want to read the second half of the book. <laughs> but he was, but at the time, we thought it was so cool that he would, he drove one of my friends to Vegas for the weekend, right? Like, pretty sketchy. Right there, right there, accused, religious brother accused of molesting student. But this was after. And this you was, knew him. Oh, yeah, dude. I used to smoke weed with that fella, man. <laughs> he was a teacher at our school, man. He was a teacher? <laughs> I introduced him to like half of my friends. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so here's what I didn't even realize, man. Yeah. I was a freaking like a like a penis mule for this guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you were bringing him in. Yeah, it is because I met him at school. He was a substitute teacher. You were like that girl on Smallville, Allison Mack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a recruiter. You should be serving 120 years right now, Theo. Free Galane, dude. God um, damn. But anyway, but at the time, it's so crazy at the time how I thought, oh, it's so cool. It's so normal. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm lucky we met this cool guy. Yeah. Now when I think about it, okay, if at 40 I'm smoking weed with a 15-year-old. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing No, well. man. It would be insane to yes. do that. That's It doesn't even make sense. No. It's so wild how from the other side of the coin. That's what I'm saying. It's so clear. When when Mike, you got to remember, I'm taking responsibility of all my nephews. Oh, like I've told the their parents, I got it. Don't worry, they're gonna be safe. And they come running back into the into the 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 house, and they're like, Yo, we met these dudes, man. They're so cool, man. What? Duncan took a hit. Like my oldest cut, uh, my oldest nephew took a hit. I'm like, What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What are you guys doing? What's going on? Guys? Why would you do that? Yeah. Who are these guys? Duncan they just got his, disappeared. Yeah. Duncan got his nails done by some guy. Like, what? <laughs> I yeah. feel I feel weird if I hang out with Gianni. He's only 24. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually. <laughs> that's eight years. I feel weird. 15. Yeah. Yeah, man. If uh, if I get a DM or anything like that, it's always like, "Hey, man, uh, thank you so much, kid." Yeah. Tell your mom and dad I said hi. Yeah, I, <laughs> I swear to God, I I don't. I ba 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 ba. I mean, hey, tell your father, Mister Coy, says thank you. All right, man. Do your homework. It's sketchy now, especially, dude. Hell no. Uh-uh. I'll ask a girl straight up if they're going to try to meet to me or not. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah. Just so I have it in writing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, that's good. Like, wait, this girl's me to me and said she wasn't going to meet to me. Yeah, wait a minute. You said clearly you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, what's going on here? That coronavirus, man. COVID-19. Well, I don't know if you guys know or not, but the primate center that I grew up around in Covington, Louisiana, and why, you know, they had us out there wrangling chimps and when I was probably... I don't even know. 
just I don't even know how tall I was, maybe titty high on a middle-aged woman. You know, top of the titty, but, you know, uh, they gave that same center where monkeys escaped in my hometown growing up, they gave them $40 million to fight this virus or to try and cure it. Dude, I'm telling you this, man. In my town, bro, they ain't curing shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Dude, no doubt. I'm not saying, but look, they got a Popeye's four blocks from the freaking primate center. They ain't nobody's curing shit around there. I'm not saying they're not doing a decent job or this or that, or they're not going to test and do the test and stuff. But look, if you come down by the Chifuncta River and you expect us to solve it all, save the world, we're not doing that. We don't do that. We want the monkeys to have a little fun. We want everybody to flare up a little. We doing Mardi Gras. We doing recipes. We ain't saw. We ain't doing all of the bullshit. Saving everybody. That's not us. Somebody has to go. Somebody has to go to heaven. Somebody has to go to hell. We the we. I grew up in the in the stray animal belt. So you come down and you can pump two hundred billion. You could put a billion dollars in. Two hundred billion, baby, or one billion. And look. I'm telling you, you'd be better off just buying you a a dozen of fresh oyster. With a little bit of uh, bread pudding dessert and calling it a wrap, son. And save your monkey. And save your money, too. Learn the dirty 100%. behaviors, you know. The M-word. First time I ever heard the M-word, I was at, uh, I was in, I was in first grade. And these black kids came into our neighborhood. We lived in like a poor white neighborhood, and there was a poor black neighborhood, and like across, across, across Nebraska mm-hmm. or not Nebraska, I forget. Well, dude, that's pretty far then. If you're no, thinking, no, 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 that was the street name, not the. Oh, right on, bro. Yeah, and so like, damn, this dude did not live by black people. He <laughs> said they fucking lived a state away. <laughs> So they I'm were, like, wow. They bro. were in Nebraska and we were in Florida and it, it was scary, man. I got to be honest with you. It was touch and go at times. Yeah, dude, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we heard stories. Oh, yeah, the rumor mill. I saw a note in a bottle one time in the river. It was crazy. Watch out for the blacks. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming They're and they coming. open up your shoulder real quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Oh, the N word? Somebody oh, yeah. said it? So, so <laughs> these these black kids lived across this this main street from us, and then they came into our neighborhood, I guess, and stole my football. My football I had a Duke Junior with a shoelace, a, a tan shoelace, as the strings we used to play in the street. Mm-hmm. And so the the string for the shoelace ripped. My dad replaced it with a with a with a tan shoelace. It was very distinguishable and a little part we couldn't tie it, so there was a little like part of the sticking shoelace out. sticking out. Yeah. So they came into our neighborhood and they asked if they wanted to play us a football and they had my football. Mm. And these two brothers, Daryl and Darren, mm. were like, yo, they're, they must. I mean, I, when I remember this story, I'm, they, I feel like they were 18, 17. They were probably just like 10 and 11. Yeah. And I was six. Yeah. And they were like, yo, this is football. And they were like, no, this is his football. This little other little black kid. And they're like, fight him for it. And I was like, I'm first grade. I was not fighting anyone. I was wearing a loincloth and knee-high moccasins. Oh, yeah. And so um, 
Damn, you're fighting your sexuality, bro. At that time. <laughs> My dad's like, get him some <laughs> knee pads. He's gonna be sucking dick. So, uh, so, yeah. so, and he's gonna need knee pads to do it. What a pussy! <laughs> <laughs> That's the crazy part, man. What about the good old days, man? <laughs> when you would suck dick with no your knees pads. and you suck yeah. a dick. Be a man about it, yeah, bro. Support the union. <laughs> You freak. <laughs> what kind of gay guy puts on knee pads? Yeah, dude. Suck a dick like a man, yeah. man. A backup gay dude. That's you it. mind if I pull my socks up? <laughs> oh. Oh. Dude, that's hilarious. You mind if I... Oh, my God. Pull my socks up. I want to skin my knees when I suck your dick. Uh, oh, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, whatever you got to do, man. Do you mind if I pull my pants down yeah, for some cushioning yeah. on my knees? Oh, fuck. What if I take my shirt off and just tie it around both of my knees? Hey, is it cool if I take my shoes off and put my knees in my insole? Like, damn, dude. I don't even think you shouldn't even be gay, little guy. Anyone who does that, you're like, this is your first time sucking dick. You do this a lot. Just sitting on your fit and kneeling on your fingers. Oh. Bro, actually, oh. if you had to blow some dude, that's not a bad. Like, I would go through all of those things before oh. you. You gotta like, you gotta have some ways to get out of it. You oh, know? I've, I've gone down on my wife on the side of the bed with mm-hmm. my knees on the on the um, wood floors. Oh, and that's like, crazy! That, like, huh? Grab a pillow, put them under your knees. Yeah. The uh, but anyway, so these black kids come in the neighborhood and they they like fight this kid, and I was like, I don't, I've never been in a fist fight. I don't want to be in a fist fight. And then Daryl and Darren looked at me like, like. Are we gonna have to do this for you? And I was I, in my head. I was like, "Give him the fucking ball. I don't care." My dad already bought me a new one. Like, I, like, and then they got in a fight. They get into a fight. D- Daryl fights one of the dudes, or Darren, one of the one of the younger one fights a black dude, and they're all. It's like it's like five black kids, and then mm-hmm. seven white kids, or eight white kids, more white kids because our neighborhood. And the dad comes out, and the dad starts chanting, "Fight, fight." And we're in a white. White don't win. We all jump in. And I am. And I, and then he's hitting me. It's your ball, motherfucker. Chant it. Chant it. And here I am, just some first grader in a loincloth and knee-high moccasins, just fight, fight. And then I said. Then I said the word in front of my dad, and it was fucking over. Really? Oh, it was your dad fought him? No, no, no. My dad took me down to their fucking house. Walked me down, stood in the fucking thing. I said, don't ever talk to my son. Don't ever. I told my dad everything that happened. They stole my ball. This is what he asked me to say. Don't ever talk to my son. And we moved out of that neighborhood a month later. A month wow. later, we were out of that fucking When neighborhood. I was growing up, you knew not to say the N-word. If, if somebody beat your ass, that's how you knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the litmus. It was like, you. that's how you learned about it. Yeah. It was like, oh, somebody said it. Somebody got their ass beat. And then that was it. It's so funny, man. I never heard it. Like, I mean, I heard it when I was when we lived in that neighborhood. And then I never heard it in our new neighborhood. I never heard it. And then I never, I never heard it. And I heard it a little bit in high school, but, but it was, we had a, a black friend, uh, Kari Brown and all the kids that grew up with him mm-hmm. would drop the word. But as a, like, not, not derogatory, just as like a joke. If, if, if it was the pun, like in a Louis C.K. way, if it was the punchline of a joke, meaning towards Kari or, or, but it very lighthearted. And they were like guys that he grew up with his whole life. And then I heard a lot in college. I heard it fucking. Well, I went to Florida State and we were segregated. It was like FAMU and Florida State. So I heard it a lot in college. FAMU was a more black college? 100%. Yeah. And I used to drive the black chicks. They'd call. They always lived in one dorm. It's so funny. I ran into this woman the other day who went, a black chick my age, mm-hmm. who went to Florida State. And I said, Hey, did you ever take safe escort? That's what I, I, I was, t- I drive them around campus in like a K car. Do you remember a K car? 
Mm-mm. Pull up a K car, can you? It was like the uh, fucking the biggest beater you could ever have. Yeah. I think it's called a K car or a Q car. It's like an old. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Oh yeah, Renault. That's a that's a Renault, isn't it? Chrysler yeah. K. That was a that was what, we, but it was white, and so, and man, they would. What would Beautiful. happen is you knew if the black chicks called on a Saturday night because you it was just taking people to the library is where you're supposed to go. Okay, but if the black chicks called on a Saturday night, you knew they wanted to go to FAMU from Florida State. Okay, and we weren't allowed to drive to FAMU, but once they got in the car, you had to take them wherever they went. So uh, what would happen is they go, they go, we have a pickup at Debney Hall. One based one eleven, I have a pickup at Debney Hall. Her name's uh, LaQuisha, and you go, okay. You'd be like, is it how many passengers? And I'm like, just one. That's what they say. And so you'd pull up, and then she'd like wave to you, and you go, hey. And as she waved, they'd pile in the other side of the car, and she get in. They go, we're going to FAMU, bitch. <laughs> I loved it though because I because I love hip hop, so yeah. I would just talk hip hop with them the entire time. Every I learned about Wu Tang Clan that way. I, wow. I, I bought the Method Man album through them. I learned about. Uh, Suave House, uh, MJG and Eight Ball. It was like, damn. It was like the funnest for me because I loved hip hop. Oh yeah. And so we would just, I'd be like, "What are you guys listening to?" And I was driving them for like fucking twenty minutes. So we and y'all were bullshit. listening to what hip hop? There was no player, and there was no player in there. Sometimes they'd have. And we all wearing seatbelts and everything. No, or? there'd be so many people in wow. no seatbelts. I was back when you know, seatbelts were like people didn't even die back then, yeah. dude. Who wore seatbelts? Yeah, dude. I see my kids putting on seatbelts. I'm like, what are you guys? What are you need hiding? knee pads for blowjobs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you got to put your shoes in your knees and your Asics for you blow a guy, huh, kids? Take out your inserts. Yeah, yeah. You know, I took some biscuit out there to the lake to feed to some ducks. And you know me, man. If I'm in a new area, I like to get acclimated with the animals, bro. I'll pet an animal. You know, I'll pick a snail up and walk three or four feet and set him down. You know, save him fucking five days of travel. That's who I am. You know, I'll pet a dog. I'll whistle at a falcon. I'll fucking, you know, I go out and feed a duck. I see a duck, I feed a duck, and I give a duck bread, right? So anyway, I'm feeding them. Next thing you know, I start getting, I put on my Instagram story, I start getting DMs. People angry. You can't give them bread. You can't give them bread, you know. They'll die. You know, they'll, oh, this is what they, they said. Oh, if you give them bread, they get too jacked up on energy and they will rape each other. Look, man, I'm not doing all of that. I took a half a biscuit and went out there to treat these animals to get acclimated to the area. If somebody else, if they're doing all of it, you know, I'm not doing part of sexual abuse for animals. I'm not doing any of this. If they don't want bread, they shouldn't come eat it. That's not on me. People attacking me. You're going to hell, bread boy. And then sending me two uh, caskets and a picture of a duck. Emojis, man. That's mother nature, man. If there's a glitch in her pattern, they will, she will work it out. And these ducks look like they wanted the bread. That's the thing. You know, it's like, oh, they can't digest it. They will rape each other. Well, look, man, I'm not, I didn't come to town to be part of that. It's a wild thing somebody wants to have in there when they die. Somebody throw in a little can of ruffles or somebody put a little couple star bursts in there or something. Okay, you know, it's it's not uncommon. A big thing, a lot of people will take cigarettes with them. You know, because you take somebody who's oh, smoked yeah, on, yeah, boy. You know, they'll put that, they'll put that, you know, cigarettes in that shirt pocket. You're or gonna whatever. want that smoke, dude. If you dead, if I'm dead, bro, 
light me up a damn 100, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm burning a fucking Winston, dog. <laughs> if I'm dead, man, I ain't milling around. You know, I've had, you know... You know, a lot of people put pictures of themselves, you know. And what about kids. a joint? Somebody sneak a joint in there sometimes. Um, I'm not going to say that that's never happened because, you know, when we're when we're standing back up there and the family goes up for their final viewing, there's no telling what they can stick in there. You know, I've had, I've had some very interesting stuff. You know, I had somebody request to be buried with their shotgun. Amen. You know, so they took their shotgun with them. You know, and so. what about can they now if somebody requests to be bare with an eight ball, you know, and I'm not talking bowling, I'm talking yeah. that cocaine, baby. Can you make can you make do you have to do that? Well, the thing about it is, since that would be an illegal drug, you know, we wouldn't be required to do that. But, you know, if somebody if somebody were to bring that in and, you know, stick it up under the foot of the casket, you know, I'm not I don't keep a drug sniffing dog at the funeral home. <laughs> so it might just go on through, you know, it might yeah. just go with them. You it know? might go with them. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's one thing. There's no TSA when you're flying up to heaven. man. That's right. That's so. right. You're not going to be you're not going to be searched, you know, so. Now, uh, what's the wildest thing somebody's put in there? Somebody ever put something that's a little too big in there? You know, somebody tried to put a little chainsaw or a leaf blower or something. If somebody died doing a, uh, you know, during a dangerous, you know, leaf blowing or something, you know? You know, I've never put, I don't think, any power tools in there. But I'd go with a damn sander or something, you know? So what are you going to use that sander for? Who knows? But (laughs) But I'll tell you this. If you show up and you're the only dude with a sander, you're going to be... You're going to be steady working. That's right, but we're not supposed to work in the afterlife. But I'm sure there's a couple opportunities to make a little You coin. always want to side hustle, <laughs> yeah, don't you? Yeah. Can somebody get buried with their money if they want to? If they want to bring it in, they could get buried with it. Have you ever had somebody that that was their request and they put it in there? Not all their money. You know, I've I've had people, you know, want to get buried, you know, with, you know, granddaddy always wanted to kept a, you know, a $2 bill or, you know, he always had change in his pocket, you know, didn't want to go anywhere without a little money. You know, I've had that, but I've never had anybody say, we're going to put a million dollars in this casket. Yeah. Because, you know, then you, then you get to the age old question. If you put a million dollars in there, let's say you put a million dollars in there in cash mm-hmm. and then... If somebody were to take the cash and write you a check for it, you've still got a million dollars. Hmm. So, so nobody normally puts cash in there. They just maybe we'll put a check. Yeah. So I guess if you wanted, I guess if you wanted to go with a million dollars, we could write you a check for a million dollars because you wouldn't be able to cash it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather send the check. Yeah. Just in case later you decide, dang, I wish I had that cash. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Have you ever stolen anything from anybody? No, sir. No, sir. That that'd be bad for business. Yeah, it'd be bad for business. Man. You know, wh- I, I don't understand why are we going to space all the time. No, we can't handle we we can't handle shit here. You know, two out of two out of seven Americans can't swim, and we out there getting in the deep end of the of the galaxy with no floaties on, bro. You see what they send these dudes out there in? This thing like a damn eighty four uh. Chevy Blazer sometimes a bit the thing the thing they send these dudes out there. You know, and it I, I just don't understand what we're doing. It's so lit like I'm not saying it's not fun to think about what's out there, but I just all of my just sending people to space. 
We send two dudes out of Florida. A couple spring break addicts every time. Down here in Florida, we blasting two bad boys out there. It's like, come on. Going to space. The moon, that's the thing. Oh, we walked, we had a couple fellas on the moon. Dude, being on the moon is kind of like that guy that gets on your, like at a pool party who gets up on the roof of the house. He's like, I'm going to look at me. Bruh, you ain't doing much up there, buddy. There ain't nothing up there for you, man. And it seems like a cool idea. He's climbing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he gets up there. It's like, man, there's no vending machines. There's only the opportunity for real failure. You know, there's only, you're going to end up in the white section of world star hip hop videos, daddy. I'm just saying, man, it's time to get back to the roots. We got to focus on our own little space that's going on here. Hey, bro, bro, this chief calling from Texas. Uh What's up, chief? What up, chief, boy? And you know, this fella probably huffing on that bag. You don't get the name chief these days. Chief used to be a Native American superior term if you're a captain of the native americans if you basically this you know the chris prada joia if you's a real you know if you that top dog in the uh in the feather in that in that in that feather club then you would get that name chief but more recently chief is more of a okay you know little gary does a lot of chief in that hey Sucking on that gas, bro. Puffing that that goo goo, that herb, baby. That that weed. Uh, huffing that nasty, nasty. You know he huffing that fuck. You know Mr. McGregor's gunpowder, dog. I'm talking about marijuana. I'm talking about that puff, puff. Pow. I'm talking about that pow, 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 to your brain. That dope weed. Onward. I uh, was watching the podcast of the fucking Ladies Night one, whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, it was Ladies Night, brother. Onward. Watching that shit just now, you said, what do you think is going to go away in the near future? Um, talking about people getting their temps taken and shit like that. Right, we were talking about people last on uh, last episode, we were talking about people getting their temperatures taken when you go to an event. You know, you go somewhere and now in the future, they might, you know, take your temperature. Check if it's not. They might, you know, touch your kid's little ass or something. See if it's hot. See if you bring it in a little Timothy or whatever with that hot ass. Because they, you can't do it. You can't do that. You're not going to be able to do that as well. You bring in that up temperature. Temp, Timothy. It's not going to go over well with others. Let's hear more, brother. Thank you for the call. Uh, what's going to go away, I think, you know, you're not from Texas like I am, you know, but they probably had 10 or 15 Mexican restaurants in Louisiana. What's going to go away, though, is chips and queso and chips and salsa, son. That shit is done, homie. That's not going to be on the menu no more, son, unless you get it individually. It's not an appetizer no more. You know what I'm saying? Because what's everybody doing? They're getting the chips, bringing chips to the dip, putting it straight in their mouth, going back to the chips, going back to the dip, putting it back straight in their mouth. Damn. You know, Lean with it, rock with it, huh? No, you can't sanitize every time you touch a chip. Mm. You know what I mean? Them chips are just going to be too salty after a while. So, so yeah, R.I.P. to R.I.P. to queso and salsa, gang, gang. 
Gang, bro. Man, wow, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, you're gonna have to, each person will have to bring a couple of their own chips from home. But yeah, you can't have that group, you can't have that, that, that swimming pool in the middle of the table. That little cheese fucking strip mall in the middle of the table and everybody's just scooping in, getting this. Picking up a pair of Adidas or picking up a pair of, uh, you know, Motorola or something or get some speakers or some fucking Chinese food. That Chang Chop, you know. Hmm. That's going to be interesting, man. Yeah, that could be one thing that could go away. Now you got to bring a couple chips from home or something. You got to write, you know, your name on a chip. Darren. You know, Lil' Ricky. And Lil' Ricky got four chips. You know, and Darren got nine chips. Darren's big ass got nine chips. And Hector. Hector over there, and you know he got, you know, chips running his family, so he got 40 chips. Come on, Hector. No, you got 40 chips, bro? Shoot the nine-pointer, papa. And I can't imagine y'all aren't doing swinging. And there's a lot of swinging out there in the Midwest, too, especially in Missouri. Oh, you do you encounter so? any of that? Hey, no. I mean, do you hear any stories of it? Is there any? No, actually, if there's it, mostly what I see is men that are single out there picking up the lot lizards. Okay, you know, and they'll get what they want and then send them on their way. And then they and stop you... to the next truck. You got to worry about them girls sometimes, because I've been told that they can actually lay underneath your trailer. Mm. And as you're coming out to say, if you're a man, you're standing out there taking a piss. They cut your ankle. They or can something. cut you. Cut you in the back of the drop, ankle like on and hostel. Rob, rob your ass just like hostel. And Man. that's, you got to watch them. I've watched them at night when I'm just pulled in and it's two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and it's been raining. I'll see, you know, it's, it's actually raining. There's a woman walking around in a pair of shorts and high heels mm. and she's tapping Attractive on each or door. Not? Well, it's dark. Can't really tell. That helps. But you see her, you know, going from door to door to door to truck to truck to truck. Oh, yeah. And then the next thing you know, she disappears for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then she's out again. You'll see a light on in the truck. That's the dome. Then you know they tell us, ah! Oh, that's the dome, all uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. I know Dang. what you're doing. Uh-huh. And then she'll come out. But I've seen them walk around the trucks like they're looking for shit. Right. Or maybe they're going to disconnect something or pull something. You got to watch them. Because you don't know what they're doing. Started running into the same fella that in a car right up alongside of me. Just a grinning and a waving. You know, from his car. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And I'm driving on. You know, next thing I know, he's blowing his horn. So I glance down and he's got his junk hanging out. Oh, wow. Okay. His penis, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. Dear Then God. he backs off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he comes back up alongside of me again. He's grinning even bigger this time. Oh, yeah. His pants are down to his knees this time. Okay. Well, I'm sitting here just driving, you know, like literally wanting to put my hand next to my face, you know, and just kiss here. Because I'll slow down, you know, for them to speed up a little bit. Then they'll go back and then they'll keep alongside of me the whole time, no matter what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Regardless of the traffic that's going on around us. It's just you and them in the world. Right, huh? It's like right, all slow dancing. Right. I saw this guy five separate occasions. Mm-hmm. Same stretch of 65 in India, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I named him Jerk Off Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's out there, huh? He Dang. painted the steering wheel. Did he? Ooh, yes, he did. What color? The white. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that body glaze, I bet. Yeah. Damn. Nasty. So you can, now you can see his penis. Now, can you see from the tr- from your oh, perspective? Oh, yeah. It's the perfect view. You can see over to the driver's side. I can see everything. Wow. Inside of a vehicle. 
a four wheeler. So if I'm driving, right, and right. I have my penis out, yes, can you? And you're in a uh, in a rig. Yes. How can you see my wiener? Can you see it from through the front window? No, it's from the side your side window, the passenger side. So you can see from the passenger yeah. from if you're uh, where you are. Passing me. Wow. So you're passing me in the fast lane. I'm in the slow lane. It's two lane highway, like I 65 is yeah. through Indiana. Yeah, I could see everything inside of your vehicle, your back seat, front seat, driver's seat. So if seat, I put my penis out, you could see it. I could see everything. That's awesome. I could almost count the hairs. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Hell yeah. Look, yeah. I didn't know y'all had such good sights. Oh, it's going a hell on. of a view. It's the upstairs view from, yeah. you know, seeing y'all from downstairs. It was like, remember when you got one of those shitty, uh, those Sprint phones, those Nextels or whatever? But you could only, you could call people, but then you could just talk to, also, you could talk to one person. So you could call anybody you wanted, but then you'd be in the middle of a call, like, yeah, everything's going good. Every, and then, uh, so your cut, co- your cousin, or somebody, fire department, whoever, the only other person that had the walkie, your girlfriend. She's like, we need some fucking milk. You're like, and you're like, honey, I'll, hold on, hold, uh, hold on, buddy. Remember that thing, that Nextel? We need some fucking milk, Randall. You're like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, hold on, Damien. Oh, must be lines must be crossed up <laughs> and then you <laughs> slick sneak uh click over psalms hey i'm sorry i'll be right there the, uh, the, uh there's a long line <laughs> there ain't no fucking line you're lying oh sorry man i gotta go bro remember that fucking next tell that bitch was bright orange dude it looked like it looked like you. They had it colored because it looked like you were gonna need to be rescued. Like anytime you get that bright colored shit, bro, that's fucking. A lot of real poor like sale racks have like real colorful bright shit. Like oh look at this. Uh, don't you want this hot orange? And that shit is hot orange. Like the hottest orange you could get is three dollars, three dollars and four forty cents for this. Seven XL. Uh, and it's like a fucking V-neck, V-neck in the front, turtleneck in the back. You're like, what? <laughs> and it's hot, hot orange, bro. And it's always usually a, it's only a black dude could wear it. Let's be honest, bro. Only a black dude could wear it. And they'll look good in it, man. It'll be triple lime. That's the color. You'll see on the thing, it'll be bright, bright green. The kind of shit, like you can't, the guy, like if you drive past it on the interstate, it's obviously the definite manager of the guy who is doing the construction. It's that, it's like triple lime. And it's size 14, double medium, bro. And that bitch got two arms in the front. It's got an arm out the back for exhaust, like heat exhaust. This shit is, I don't know what we're talking about. Bright colors. They got bright colored shit, and it's mostly, it's predominantly a lot of times for the urban community, let's be honest, bro, because they look good in it, you know? If white people wear really bright colored shit, it look like they need to be rescued. For real talk, it look, black people wear something, oh, that's triple lime. Oh, Ernie got that triple lime hitter on, oh, oh, he must be getting married, you know? 
Oh, he got that triple lime fucking overcoat with that double vanilla cummerbund, bro. Oh, he must be he must be doing a wedding. I don't know what a crepe is, but I didn't care. Once I saw this lady working there, I said, "All right, you know, I'll eat him until you know she and I are married if I have to." Um, they had a girl in there, and I saw her, and you know, I made some small talk, and it was. It was awkward because we both had masks on, you know. Uh, having a mask on, it's kind of like the beginning of like um, Shrek or whatever. You know, because you don't know how anybody really, you're not getting the full package. You're just kind of getting that Japanese package of somebody, you know, kind of snout up or mid-snout upwards. You know, you're kind of getting that... um you know, like, everybody's kind of a desert nine. You know, when they got that Middle Eastern, you know, a lot of Middle Eastern women, they wear the, kind of that word yarmulke, whatever it is, that that muffler. You know, they wear that front muffler, you can't see them. I was in uh, Saudi Arabia one time at the airport, and they had a man there, and fat fella I'll be honest with you he really was and I had if I could think of another word to describe him I would use it but I cannot and this was this man was what you would call a fat fella and he uh had about five women with him all of his wives and they all had on that um you know just that little kind of they're all wearing like a what's behind door number one kind of curtain right on their face you know you can't see them all so that's called that Desert Nine, you know, or that Desert Eight. Everybody's kind of a Desert Nine when you can only see the eyes. So she said, I don't know what she said. She might have, who knows? She could have been calling the police. But I was like, oh, do you, you know, have, um, maybe we should watch the fight sometime. And, and that was kind of weird because I didn't, I don't even know kind of how she responded. If she was like, yeah, or maybe, or, um, and then I was like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And that's how I said it too. Like, do you have a boyfriend? Like, I just got so, just, I was just strung up, you know, just like when you see a rabbit and he's got one of his legs caught in the, uh, in that wire, you know, do you have a boyfriend? And that's how I was verbally. You know, I was that verbal kind of hung rabbit. And then she'd like giving me like my plate and fork and knife that comes with your food that you order and you just go sit down at your table and then it comes out. And I was the only person in there. So now I have to sit and I, this is where I really messed up. I sat facing the counter. I sat facing her at the counter and then I had to sit there and just eat a crepe, which is the loneliest, saddest thing you can eat as a rejected man. It almost feels like one of those Japanese game shows like, oh, you lost, you eat the crepes, you know. And so I'm sitting there just eating this sad, every bite tasted like this girl did not like me. Um, But I did it. I did it. I went in there. I asked her out. I didn't get, she didn't, I, I there was no option. And... I asked her her name again, and then I sat and point blank ate a crepe in front of this woman. 
Very, very sad. So I went to the park this morning to get a little bit of heat, a little free heat from the sunshine, you know? A little bit of that vitamin D straight from the vitamin G-O-D. You feel me? I'm talking straight off the tit of the Lord, the sky. And just catch that free heat right in my face and neck. This man, I heard this old man. He's like, Char-, he goes, Charlie, get over here. Char, Charlie, get over here. And I thought it was too, you know, kind of drug-induced or, you know, drug-induced homosexual men doing a... You know, splitting up a, you know, a gram or a, a vial of uh, a vial of speed. But then I look over and this man, who I'll be honest, this man looked like duty, bro. This man looked like just man, just real, just just duty, duty. And he's yelling at this dog because the dog smelled something or saw this. And the dog, he's over there, he's investigating. You know, he might have a little bit of hound in him or a little bit of uh, investigator gadget or whatever that guy's name was. Remember that show? But the the, the dog, he's, you know, he's sniffing on an orange peel or doing something, you know, or smelling a, um, you know, a park needle or something or whatever. And the man's like, Sharks, get over! Just yelling at him. And Charlie, first of all, Charlie was way healthier. This man looked like, just first of all, looked like somebody had shaved his whole body with like a one or like a one and a half. He had a fade like on his arms, shoulders, everything. Great, just real bristly looking dude. Kind of guy, he looked like he was like a pipe cleaner. You know what I remember pipe cleaners? Remember in school sometime, if you was one of the weirdo kids and they at the art class, they would give you these pipe cleaners and say, hey, do something with this. And you'd be like, well, what do I do? They'd be like, ah, oh, we don't know. Just do something. We hoping you graduate soon because nobody could stand you, you know? And, um, and yeah, this dude, I'm thinking, man, this dog. And then, so then the dog comes over by me. And now I'm kind of pissed because I'm sitting there trying to do a little bit of, um, legal work or whatever, you know, writing stuff and drawing. And this man's, Charlie, leave him alone. So I said, dude, I said, Charlie ain't messing with me, man. I said, you messing with me by yelling. You messing with everybody, sir. And fuck it. Just, I don't know, man. And the dog went over to him and I just felt like, I don't know, when Charlie left, dude, I felt like, damn, bro. Charlie don't want to be with that man and that man treats him bad. That's how I felt, dude. So... But yeah, Charlie was like a big dog. And I'll be honest, I slipped him a piece of Nicorette. So, Charlie fucking get that hit from daddy right there. So that guy can kiss my ass, bro. What I'm saying is you can't, your dog is not a slave. He doesn't work for you. Okay? You can't, you know, say this. Do this. Charlie, get in the house. No ham hocks, Charlie. Nothing for you. You can't be like that to an animal. You got to treat an animal a little bit kinder, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think people, you you know, they look to Santa, I think, as like a symbol of like hope and oh yeah, love, you know, a symbol of magic. If you think about children, most children are takers. They take stuff. They want stuff given to them. Oh, yeah. There are very, very few children that are what I call giver children. They want to give to other people. 
They don't want something for themselves. So when I, when that child, when I see that child, and we're done with the visit, I bring the parents in, and I said, and I said, and that's when I make the, the gift of the bell to the child. Mm. I have the parent and the child there, and I'm explaining to them what's, what's transpired. And I'll tell the child that every time you ring that bell, I'll be thinking about you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, there's something special about just being that, uh, it's almost like you're like, you're like a middleman for, um, yeah, it's like you're like a middleman for some of the joy that's out in the world. Right. That must feel pretty interesting sometimes. It is. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. but it's uh, gratefully accepted responsibility. Amen. Yo, this is Kenny calling from Portland. I had an idea here. I have a PlayStation 5 that I got from my work, but I would like to offer that to one of your struggling single moms. So if you have any ladies out there that are trying to make their kid happy on the holiday, I have a PlayStation 5 that I'd be willing to donate. Gang, gang. Gang, gang, man. Thank you, Kenny. That's Man, that's where it's at. We would love that. It's that time of year, man. It's that time of year to to extend a little if you can. You know, the other day I was I was eating breakfast here, and I, pay, I ended up paying for the breakfast. There was a couple sitting outside, and when I walked in, the guy said said hey, and him and his girlfriend were just visiting in town. And so before I left, I just bought my meal, bought their meal. And I'm just saying that because about two weeks later, I'm across the street eating breakfast at a different place, and. We get up to pay and leave, and they said, oh, somebody bought your meal. I said, dang. Didn't know who. I don't know who it was. You know, some damn Scrooge McDuck got warm-hearted. You know, he grilled his own A-orders with the Lord. He got he- heated in the heart, and somebody bought me that damn meal. That's karma roulette, and this, karma will really, this the this the time of year when karma is out there. Karma got on the zoot suit. Karma's listening to 21 Savages. Karma got his nose hairs clipped out. He's out there. This when karma is paying attention. So it's a great time to extend that olive leaf to somebody. How can I help? What can I do? And when I get up in the morning this week, what's been making me feel good is just saying, what can I do? What can I do for somebody that's not me? So anyway, what a small little world, how that worked out. But thank you, Kenny. We'll find find someone who can use it, I think. So hit the hotline if you have some suggestions. And we did. We had some calls that came in, man. And uh, here was the first one that came in. Hey, Theo. This is Mike from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I just wanted to maybe nominate my, my sister. She works really hard. She has two kids. One's eight, one's ten. They're real big into video games, so I thought that would be perfect for them. They're great kids. And she's an awesome mom, so... Thank you, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off there, man. But, um, yeah, we're gonna, we'll connect you with Kenny. And, um, you know, that's Kenny, man. That's Kenny helping out there. Those things are hot commodity, bro. Damn. Dude, somebody be dying of cancer. You offer them some plasma. They say no, but you hit them with that. And they want it, bro. Let's hit some other people up. Hey, Theo. It's Wes from Minneapolis, man. I uh, I got an excellent single mom that uh, she's uh, working to get her kid back. She has them about half the year right now. and She's going to have them over Christmas. She has a really great kid who was a big gamer and manages a gas station so she's out there grinding every day but amen brother i think we can help out with that um let me give you a buzz right now hello what's up west bro how you living man good who's this this is theo man theo vaughn the comedian 
Oh, get out of town, man. What's up, brother? Not much, brothers. Looking for the Lord. You know me, boy. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I appreciate your call, man. It was really nice of you to call just that you left on the uh, hotline. We'd already found somebody had already had called before. They got the PS5, but there's a company that helps us out. Sometimes this company called Magic Mind, and they wanted to offer uh, a PS5. Four or I think it's a PS4 and a television. Maybe I don't know if the kiddo would, you know, if that would be something that they would like. Man, that would be amazing, dude. You have no idea how awesome you just made my day, dude. You made me feel good, man. I appreciate it, man. Have a good day, dude, and we'll circle up with you, bro. And thanks for thinking of somebody else, man. Awesome, peace. All right, gang. Hi, Theo. My name is Tim Carter. I figure let's call in right now and see what we can do. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? This is Theo Vaughn, bro. Uh, I'm calling just about, you called a couple um, about the podcast, about the, we we're talking about the PlayStation. Yes, sir. My gosh. I, wow. How are you? Thank you so much for calling. Oh, yeah, man. No worries, man. Thank you for calling, bro. So we gave away the PlayStation. Somebody else had called before you, but we wanted to, we want to do something nice. Maybe we could just at least set you guys up with like a gift card or something, maybe to Best Buy or to some other place. Wow, Theo. I just. I just don't know what to say, man. I just, I wasn't expecting this at all. And I think that's a great idea. And that'll be just such a great Christmas. This is her first Christmas in Portland. And that'll, oh, that'll just be so awesome. So awesome. Thank you. Man, thank you, bro. I don't know these people, but it's just, you know, it's your own kindness and your own thinking about somebody else. And it's funny how one thing like that kind of spurns the other ones, you know? All right, gang, Tim, bro. Be good, man. Okay. Thank you. All right. Cheers, brother. Hi, Theo. This is Susie again. Um, I'm a single mom. I have been looking for this PS5 everywhere, and I'm trying to get it for my daughter for Christmas. She's been doing really good in school. Here in Michigan, we've been shut down because of the Rona. Mm-hmm. I feel you, baby. That dirty Rona, bro. That's that lung AIDS, baby. Let me call you. See what we can do. Hello? Hey, what's up? Who's this? Hey, it's Susie. What up, Susie? What up, Theo? How are you? Mara, Theo's on the phone. I want to thank you, first of all, just for, for thinking of somebody else and just, you know, calling and leaving your voicemail. I thought it was really sweet of you. The problem is we already gave away the PS5, but I wanted to try and think of something else that we could do that you think uh, would be nice. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say. How about this? I know it's kind of impersonal, but what if we just gave you like a $500 gift card and you could do something nice for you guys, something that you wanted to do? Uh, I know it's oh not a PS5, but... um. No, I appreciate it so much. We've, we've been struggling. I mean, I try to, you know, you know, my attitude is always positive, but just to hear from you is just, wow. <laughs> well, that's sweet of you. Thanks. Thank you for making my day and thanks for the nice words. Thank you. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you, your family. Like, I love your podcast. I can't wait to hear the next one. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the phone call. You're welcome, Susie. <laughs> Thank All right. you. You bet. We love you. Bye-bye. Right. Hey, Theo. Uh, my name's Caroline. I'm from Gastonia, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte. My nephew was diagnosed with cancer um, like a year and a half ago. But I was just listening to your podcast, and I heard about the um, the guy that has the PlayStation. He was wanting to donate. And um, my sister, she has two kids, and her oldest son, Adam, he just passed away in October from cancer. 
he was 16 and then she has a younger son Andrew and um he will be 15 he just lost his brother and I know she was trying to find like the new Xbox or the new PlayStation to give to him for Christmas that would kind of be special but well thank you so much for this uh let's see if I can get a hold of you hey Caroline hello Hey, what's up? This is Theo. I call you called uh, into the podcast the other day from the podcast. Oh my god, yes! How are you? Holy shit! How are you? I'm today? laying in my floor right now, freaking out. Oh damn! Well, look, just you know what I'm saying. Keep your clothes on, shorty. I don't want to get accused of nothing. You know. <laughs> oh my god! I was literally just talking about you. I'm like speechless right now. My face is like pulsating. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, you you might be on drugs, I think. Damn, it sounds like. I'm not. I feel like I am, but I'm not. Okay. Well, look, I'm it sounds like if your damn face is pulsating, you might want to G up a little bit. You might want to, you know, you might want to use a, a skin softener or something. No, I just wanted to say your message was so sweet. I thought it was very nice of you to call. And uh, I think PlayStations are just all sold out. So we're committed to help find like a, um Xbox. Do you think the kids would want that? Or do you think we should just wait and whenever PlayStations no, come back? He would prefer an Xbox. If he got an Xbox, he would poop in his pants. Well, damn. Y'all's whole family need to tighten up, it sounds like. but uh, We do. We're going through stuff. All right, y'all be good. All right, stay off them Percocets, girl. You know it. Uh, okay, I will. <laughs> okay, deal. Deal, deal. And I will, too. Okay. Okay, deal. Good. Okay, deal. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. That's sweet. I think we got I think we got to a good space here. I think we got to a good space. You know? These are our lives, man. These are our lives. These are our lives, and we got to live them. You know, we got to live them. So if you're struggling with some motivation, I, 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 you know, I really hope that you find it and, and just take that next step. Take a small step, and a few small steps make a big step, and a few big steps make a real distance. This is our lives, you know, and we all have different ways that we go about fighting. Um, but... Uh, but we don't give up. You guys be good to yourselves, man. And, uh, and I'm going to do the same for me, man. We deserve it, brother gang. I'm just sitting on your front porch Wondering how could I be so far from my home And my mind is somewhere else But when I find it, I'll patch up where it's been blown Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages.
A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Charmaine. Hi, <laughs> I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.